Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela, and today I am sitting down with fellow resellers and podcasters, Molly, Libby, and Samantha. You may know them from Consignment Chats, and we will talk more about that as we go along. And we can't wait for you guys to get to know them better and hear their story. So let's just dive right into it, and we will see you at the table. Hello, ladies. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, happy to be sitting at your table. (laughs) I love it. I love it. You guys have a seat at my table here. It's Friday. We're just going to chat. That's what we're going to do today. And there, I'm sure people are listening that don't know who you guys are. um, And I want them to get to know you. So I'm just going to start by the way I see you on my screen. (laughs) And we're going to go with Libby. Can you tell us a little bit about your backstory and how you got into reselling? Oh, how much time do we have? As much time (laughs) as you need. (laughs) Ah, geez. Um, So I am an environmental scientist, microbiologist by training. Um, I always was into environment and community and working with local communities. So um, I went to work, I worked in the corporate world. I was project manager and I did systems, uh, system integrations for a while. Then I had kids, then I did some more systems integration and project management. And uh, I just wasn't like thrilled with the life I was living and what I was giving to my family. And I didn't feel very good about what I was doing. So uh, Molly and I met at the parent-teacher organization, and uh, we started when our kids were little um, doing sustainable fundraising in the elementary school and involving the community. And instead of doing like all those catalog things, mm. I know this is long, but stick with me, folks. <laughs> Can you explain what sustainable fundraising looked like so, for you? Yeah. So when we went into this school, when our kids started there, it was like, you know, you get the catalogs home and you're buying yeah. a bunch of garbage that's made overseas a lot of times and we're like this doesn't make sense we lived in a very economically diverse community very small community but very economically diverse and it wasn't accessible to everyone right everybody every kid couldn't contribute so um, they weren't environmentally friendly so we said let's let's kind of like revamp this and let's see where we're going So let's, you know, make sure everything involves the local community if we're going to do a fundraiser. It's inclusive. Every family can participate regardless of their means. You know, uh, we definitely want to be environmentally friendly. And so we just evaluated everything. And one of the things we came up with was a yearly consignment sale where we were like, people were earning money in the community. Other people were able to shop and we just implemented that. And it was just such an amazing experience to see the community come together like that and everybody be able to participate fast forward a couple years I'm like I think I'm going to open a consignment store (laughs) in that same community and that's that's what I did and uh, I've been reselling ever since do you still have the consignment store I do not have a brick and mortar uh we were in the brick and mortar for three years and um while I, I didn't own the building. So while I looked for some new real estate, I was like, let me just continue the online business. And online was so good. I never, I never went back to brick and mortar. I love it so much more. That's such a great story. I love that idea of that fundraiser. That's such a, whoever's listening, who's part of, you know, PTAs and stuff like take, take note of that. That's such a great idea. It was, it was, yeah. I mean, it wasn't like really our idea to do it. Like another school had done it in the community, but the sustainable fundraising and the bringing the community in was definitely. Yeah. 
that yeah, was something and- we definitely were pushing. <laughs> That's and Molly and I just got to be such good friends. And uh, yeah, then she came on to the business with me as the internet sales manager when I opened the brick and mortar. And uh, we've been together on and off for, I don't know, what, 15 years 11, now? Yeah, 15 years, I guess. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's amazing. And it all yeah. started in, in the school for your kids. That's great. Getting involved in the kids' that's, school. Yeah, yeah. That's where it all started. She and started then where are you located, about- Libby? So I'm in the Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, and Molly, you're why don't you why don't you take Your it turn, away and Molly. talk about the next step of how we got into consignment chats? <laughs> hey y'all. <laughs> so I'm, I'm Molly, and I am actually from originally South Carolina. My husband's business took us to Pennsylvania, which is where I met Libby and started that I was into early childhood education that was my love and had kind of a what I consider very early midlife crisis trying to figure out what I wanted to do Um, and was in the middle of jobs of that crisis Um, Libby was opening the store so I had fun getting in there helping her put it together and then once she opened you know I would come visit and then what three weeks to a month into it she called and said hey (laughs) I'll be my internet sales manager so that as she said was how but I started early childhood jumped into this my early childhood I was always um, the art teacher and that was what I loved so I'm a very creative mind so getting in the storefront and putting the mannequins together and setting the floor and taking pictures of items to put online the photography aspect that's all that's all my jam I love photography I love doing all the creative of that so um, I started working with her then my husband's job brought us back down south and I am now living in Greensboro North Carolina so I when I left Libby was still in the brick and mortar Shortly after I left was when she <clears throat> moved out. I always say once I left, she figured I can't do this without her. So I made her go home. <laughs> sure, that so, was it. <laughs> right? So she um and and I would do like she said on and off a little. I would always keep my account open and sell my things through it and that kind of thing. And so for a couple of years, I helped one of my college roommates start a nonprofit for her daughter. Um, my godchild. And so we went through that. And then once that was established a couple of years ago, and I was still working with Libby off and on. And, you know, we talk all the time. And we'd always talk ever since I moved to North Carolina, we would have coffee talk in the morning. And we'd be like, <laughs> an hour later, we'd be like, why we should be recording this. Like people need to hear this. Like we're talking about important stuff here yeah like, <laughs> like i know we could change the world with the things we're discussing people right? will love this <laughs> we need to so we always would joke about that and then i came back into the picture with libby when i left the nonprofit and said you know i want to get back into it but i want to have the creative part of doing social media but i also don't want to just do consigners I want to kind of split my job there and be a reseller slash consigner. So I want to do the consignment part and have some consignment people come in. But I also love to source items. It is my jam. It makes me happy. So I kind of split the middle. And so I work with Libby. I'm under Conchie Consignment Umbrella. I am the North Carolina location. 
and I have people bring consign there, but I keep my consignment numbers small because I prefer to source. Um, so once I got back, Libby met another friend and called with this idea and said, hey, let's start a podcast. Love that. And I said, what? <laughs> there was really like nothing out there. Like when we were looking for a community or, you know, other consignment sellers to talk to or resources, we'd be like, there's, 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 there's nothing. nothing, not that there's nothing. There are things out there, but yes. not what we were looking for. Right. So we decided to build it. Right. You created it. Now you have the community and you're yeah. bringing the yeah. people in for the content. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. And yeah. one of the things I love about it, it took me a while to really get, I'm like, what are we, what, what are we doing? And one thing that we talk about on many of our episodes, Libby and I have always worked very well together because as we say, I'm the creative. I come up with a lot of ideas. Yep. Libby yes. just gets them done. She just <laughs> does them right away. <laughs> Now we have Samantha who comes in the middle and she kind of keeps us in control. <laughs> yes. Right there going, ah, ah, ah. yes, yes, yes. So, <laughs> but we, um, you know, when she had this idea, I was like, oh boy. And it wasn't like a week later she had it. She's like, get a logo. Let's do this. Let's do that. So um, the next thing you know, we're, we're recording. And the one thing that I love most about what we do, number one is, we both, and one of the reasons we fell in love with Samantha as we met her over the last year and got to know her, she has the same that we are. We love to make a difference in people's lives, whether it's fundraising or helping you with your business, just because we love what you're doing and we want to help you if you need it. It's something that is true to all of our hearts. And we all bring a little something different to the table. But those core values are true to the three of us. And I think that's why it works so well. But for me, knowing Libby as long as I did, I always said to her, you have so much knowledge. You have so much to share. You've got to get it out there. You are an expert in the consignment field. Like we, And she didn't realize it until she started. And all of a sudden, a couple of months <laughs> in, she's like, this was the missing piece of my life. Yeah. This yeah. was it, you know, so. It gives you this sense of purpose. Not that reselling doesn't give you a sense of purpose as it does in one way, but being able to share information, create communities, make people feel validated in their thoughts and things that they're going through. There's just something so special about that. And being the facil facilitator of that is something that you can't like, it just fills my cup. Right. And I'm sure it fills exactly. your cup too. Yes, absolutely. It is. 100%. It's wonderful. And you guys have, we'll get into it. They have a whole community. We will absolutely get into it. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so let's go to Samantha. Samantha's story. Yes, we got to tell you how Samantha, Samantha, oh, how you came into our lives. <laughs> so I worked in healthcare from like when I was in high school. And for 15 years, I worked in healthcare, worked my way up there. But on the side, I had started organizing for people about 10 years ago, 11 years ago. And I would organize their closets and their craft rooms. And they always had things that they were throwing away or they were giving to me or they were, they didn't know what to do with their things. So I started selling things for people. I didn't even realize I was doing consignment when I was started doing it. So I did that on the side for a long time. And then the pandemic happened and I worked in healthcare and it was rough. These girls know it, it was hard on me. It was a lot. Um, so I had always talked about 
eventually wanting to go full time. And one day I just said, that's it. I'm done. I put my notice in. I came home crying again. And I told my husband, I quit my job and I'm going to try my business. And if it doesn't work, there's tons of jobs out there. I'll figure it out. Yeah. And I had been listening to these girls on consignment chats for a little while. Um, When I started toying with the full-time idea, they had started the podcast and I needed help with a revamping some things and starting a, a better contract or agreement and things like that. So I was just kind of following them as they grew and um, I just inserted myself in the middle of everything. <laughs> I love that, that already. <laughs> <laughs> I I was active in the community and I was commenting on all their YouTube videos and I was just all over the place. And it took them a really long time to <laughs> get me to even come on to the show for the first time. I did not want to do that at all. And then I did. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I could do another one. And then it was, all right, once a month sounds okay. And yeah, now, then she had a monthly series. <laughs> now they're stuck with me all the time. <laughs> yes, we went from once a month Samantha Speaks special to you just got to join the girls. Yeah. <laughs> and and what I love is how diverse your backgrounds are. And I love hearing people's backstories about like how they even, like what were they doing before they even decided to go into this realm of reselling. For me, I've always sold things without knowing what the hell I was doing. Like I always <laughs> sold things. I met up with people in the middle of parking lots from Craigslist all the time. Like that's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> I needed money to buy books for school or whatever it was. And that's just, I didn't realize that was an actual profession that people went into. I had right? no idea. Like there's a whole world out there. Yes. Of people. <laughs> yes. You know, here I am thinking I'm being savvy, you know, and like just doing this <laughs> unique thing. And it's really, I mean, it's a very, it's been around for centuries when you really think about it. You can go way back in time and people were doing the exact same thing when they were trading goods, you know? Right. Um, and uh, I just love to hear like, it just, it's interesting how people fall into it. I decided in 2018 to start selling things outside of my closet because I'd always sold things in my closet. So what happens if I go to the store and pick this one thing up because I see my friend doing it and she's really successful at it. So let me try. And it's like this instant hooked because there's just so much potential and you can't let that go. It's like yeah. that yeah. thrill of the hunt is what gets you in. And then now that I'm further along in my journey, which is why I'm so excited for this conversation is like, the hunt is fun, but the hunt is not what the hunt used to be. And I need something else. And and I feel like this conversation can help a lot of people that are feeling kind of the same way where either they're unable to find inventory the same way they could or inventory is too expensive where they are now. Um, or it's just not fun anymore for me to go to a thrift store. It's work now, right? Like, I think there's that transition that happens when it becomes almost like a mundane task. Sure, sure. And I, I'm going to put this out before we get into detail because we have a lot to share on this. But yeah. one of the things that I really love about all resellers being consignment ready is when things get tough and difficult financially, because if you're a reseller and, and I live that part of the world, Samantha does a little more of it too. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than, Hey, <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. 
with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Um, you know, you're putting your money on the line. Yeah. And so you're going out there and purchasing things, knowing you've educated yourself, you've done your research, right. you really have a good idea of what you think is going to sell. But as we know, that can turn on a dime. Mm-hmm. I mean, people can be collecting beanie babies. We always like to laugh about beanie babies. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> and spending $1,000 on a beanie baby one day and the next day it's it's over. We're done right. with that. We're now on to silly bands or mm-hmm. whatever. And um, the good thing about having the consignment items that we're going to talk about in your toolbox as a reseller is that when that happens, if financially you get in a bind, go you can sign. Zero money you're putting out. It's not a risk. Right. You are not putting the money out. They are bringing those items to you and you are selling them for them. So I think that that's, like I say, we've all been big on our, 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 what should be our tagline is all resellers should be consignment ready because we say it all the time and we firmly truly believe it. You may never use it, but being ready is the best thing to have. Especially in the times that we live in right now and what we have lived in over the last three years, you know, I think it's a very different landscape across the board. Um, Customers are more savvy and they know where to get things. They know how to shop for things now. Um, Social media has really heightened that aspect when it comes to reselling, thrifting, clothing, like all of that. Social media really pushed that during 2020 to now. Um, and I think yes. that the younger generation's like, oh, why am I going to go online and buy this when I can just go to the thrift store down the street and find it? My, like, they're not doing it that way anymore. They're, they're smart. They're smart kids. They really are. And I right. think the, the landscape always changes. But right now it feels like a lot because things have changed so much. So mm-hmm. before we get into all of that minutia, let's just dive right into consignment because I think that was a great intro for it. And I know that there are people listening and people in our Patreon group that are interested in consignment. And the number one thing is, I don't even know where to start. How do I even find people? I don't want to talk to people. Like, what if they think I'm weird? Like, there's all these things, all these negative things that they always think about. Like, how, like, I don't live in an area where there's things where people that are worth me consigning. Like, that's definitely something else that always comes up, right? And if you are somebody who has none of those negative thoughts at all come across your mind, I want to meet you because yeah, you, right? <laughs> you are a unicorn and I need to know you. Yeah. <laughs> so let's start from like the basics. Hi, I'm a reseller. It's really hard for me to find inventory and I'm thinking I want to go into consignment or I don't like the thrill of the hunt and I think I want to go into consignment. Tell me, tell me step one. I guess if you, if you're already a reseller, and you talk about what you do and nobody has already asked you to sell something for them like that. A lot of people already have that. So I guess talk about what you do and Mm. start with your friends and family, like grab your best friend and say, Hey, you know that I go to the thrift store every Friday and this is what I do. But do you have stuff around that you want me to sell for you? Because I'd be willing to do that and just start talking with those people. That's a good point. Yeah. And I mean, I, everybody has somebody that's asked them, right? 
Like I've never come across a reseller that's like, oh, well, I just, you know, they'll be like, oh, well, I just, I don't consign, but I just sell, sell stuff for my neighbors or for my mom. I'm like, well, you're, oh, you already are doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know it. Yeah, that's true. Do you know, I have never, ever sold anything for anyone else ever. I don't but want has anybody. anybody. Has anybody never. asked you though? Um, No, what they've said to me is, can you teach me? Mm. Oh, mm-hmm. can you teach me? Today I, from somebody. I think it's because they see how successful I have been over the last few years. Like I want what she has, but they don't realize that took years of me like <laughs> figuring it out. So I'm like, yeah, I can tell you how to do it, but like, it, you're not gonna, you're not gonna have the same results right away. Like this is not how it works. Um, right. I did. I, I had someone that um, I got donations from once that had like said, oh, if I gave you a bunch of stuff, would you just sell it for me kind of thing? But that was like a brief moment back in 2018 where I just looked at her. I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing. So no. (laughs) (laughs) But so that was really it. I think it's because I work a full-time job. So like, I don't really talk too much about reselling to people in my life. Like people know that I have this, but like, I don't really discuss it. Now I'm sure if I did, all the time. I'm like, you know, th- like I sold this and I did this and I found that I'm sure that they would. Um, they will come scared. out of the woodwork. They will hunt you down. It makes me they scared. They will find you. <laughs> yes. I mean, if you you're sitting out about the day that you went to the doctors. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. gosh. This is a great, this tell is us, great. Tell us. <laughs> so I went to the doctors at a different hospital, not the one that I worked for, but they yeah. all knew that I was an administrator, like a, a director at that hospital. So I would come in just for my yearlies and they would want updates on new doctors and new procedures and new things we were doing. And I came in this time and I didn't have anything to tell them because I hadn't been there for a few months. And so I started telling them what I do now. I sell I sell other people's things from my home online, eBay, Mercari, Poshmark. Mm-hmm. Went through the whole spiel for everybody I ran into because the nurse, while she was prepping the room, wanted to know about it. The doctor, as she was doing my lady exam, wanted to know about it. <laughs> the receptionist, when she was booking my next appointment, had already heard from the nurse and they needed my business cards. They wanted to know about it. The pharmacist, when I went to go pick up my meds afterwards, she <laughs> had consigned with me like six years ago. And she, oh, I haven't seen you in a while. Do you still do that? Yep. Now I do it full time. I, there were so many stops and places along the way. That whole day I picked up like four new people and there's, there's still some that are on the fence about it. Cause, cause people do that. Consigners are like that too. They want to test the waters. You know, the provider wants the nurse to try it out first. And if the nurse does well, <laughs> then, then other people will follow suit. Right. Or some people, right. I had one person just drop off four items, four basic items. I sold them like that week. Like I just did it and got it over with and ended up selling them. And now she's a regular, like drops off every two weeks. Wow. So you yeah, just got to talk about what you do and test people, people out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're just at work in the office and talk about, you know, oh, I da da da, and I'm going to start adding consignment. I'm going to start with my family members and have, you know, sell stuff for them. I guarantee you in seconds, you'll have other people in the office. Even at yard sales, like when I go to local yard sales, if people see, like, because I have a magnet on my car, which I'm thinking about removing because people will stop you in traffic when they see you (laughs) have a consignment store. Yes, they do. (laughs) Um, They're that happy. They're that excited to consign. 
But um, when you go to like a, a yard sale or something, you know, you, you talk about what you do. And a lot of times they'll be like, oh, well, I have stuff in the house. You know, I didn't really want to put it out for the yard sale or, you know, Collections, maybe this yeah. would do better on consignment. Or do you want to come after the yard sale is over and see, you know, what you want to take? Like there's crazy connections when you do mm. that. Yeah. So yeah. step one, talk about it. Just talk about it with whoever you can. Okay. What's my step two? Now I've talked about it. People are asking me and now I have no systems in place. We're going to go back and we're going to do step zero. I was going to say next after that is put triple padlocks on your front door. (laughs) (laughs) You got to go back to step zero. Don't talk about it until you know what your terms of consignment are and your consignment agreement is because uh, having that in your toolbox, and Molly, I'm sorry if you already said this, is means that you can say no as easily as you can say yes, and you're just really confident, like, these are my terms. You know, you get 40%, it's 60 days. This is what happens to the items after 60 days, and you just know what your terms are. No, I don't take jewelry, or no, I don't take furniture. Like, you just know what they are, mm-hmm. and if people are okay with that, then, you know, you can proceed to the next step, but you really need to know what your terms are because you will be over run with inventory. I think most consignment sellers will tell you that they have more clients than they can juggle. So, But that yeah. being said, don't let a big, scary contract, because a lot of people refer to it as a contract and all these terms and all that, don't let that scare you. We have a sample agreement available for you to just get the ideas in your mind of what you need to think about. And I have changed mine probably every six months. I tweak mm-hmm. mine a little bit, maybe the wording, or I don't accept kids clothes anymore. Or maybe now I do accept this and it can evolve as your business grows and evolves as well. So you just have to have your basic boundaries and then you can grow upon them. But don't be scared. If you him and haw over that agreement too long, you're going to make too many excuses and not go forward. And it should be something like written in, you know, everyday terms that you can use to talk to somebody about your business. Like I've done it. I'll do it even with my family and friends, because the reality of it is they want to know exactly how it works so they can tell other people. It's not like here, I need you to sign this and you're signing your life. What? No, it's just a, a way that you tell them what you're doing. That's a good point. And so from that, I'm sure people have questions. Okay. So I, I have this hypothetical contract that or agreements that I have come up with and Mm -hmm. and how does someone decide or I guess decides the right word what the split is going to be because I feel like that's a question that comes up a lot too for people like how do I know what's fair as a consigner for the work that I have to put in and and for the person who's who's giving me the the items what's a fair amount for them to get in this process but because, I, yeah, I was going to say, I, first of all, don't undersell yourself from the get go no. because it's harder to go up than it is to come down. And mm-hmm. that's the first thing I've, I've seen people start too low because they feel like they can't and you get yourself in a real pickle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm definitely value your time right from the get go. I mean, the industry standard goes from 30 to 70% the, the consigner gets. Uh, if somebody's really struggling with it, you know, do a 50, 50, I do 40% to the consigner, but you can do 50. Like if you're really struggling with it, I absolutely think nobody should be giving more than 50% up. up. Um, people do, I mean, that's, you know, everybody's choice, but if you're looking for guidance on that, you know, maybe 50, 50 or somewhere um, below 50% is, is where you want to be. 
Cause a lot yeah. of people kind of like fall into consignment, right? Like they're selling something for <clears throat> a family friend and they want to make them happy and they just, you want to be nice and do the right thing, but you're not building a sustainable business model. You're putting yourself out of business when you do that. So you really have to value your time. Yeah. I think that's so important. Can you go, you, sorry. Go oh, ahead. I'll sell all those shot glasses for you and help you clear out your cupboard. Of course I will. And 15 <laughs> shot glasses in, you're filling them up at that point and using them. Because people are like, why, what? I, I was, I should have never. So. Real life scenario. It happens. <laughs> it was in a box. I took the consignment. I messed up. There were like a hundred though. There weren't like, wow. there weren't, there were about a hundred. You can yeah. see them in my eBay store to this day. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if people balk at your terms, you don't have yeah. to be, you're not the right fit for everybody. I yeah. had, I had doctors that come up to me and said, oh gosh, you're not taking enough. You need to take more. And they would hand me very fancy things and, and be perfectly fine because they didn't want to use it. They didn't want to sell it themselves. I had other doctors that came up to me and said, oh my gosh, 50%. That's ridiculous. But they, we just weren't the right fit. And a couple of years yeah. later we were, cause they realized that that's really not that bad. Nobody else around here does it. So <laughs> right, yeah. that's great. Um, okay. So I've got an idea now, right? I, I know what I'm going to be giving, what I'm going to be taking, what I'm going to be giving. And mm -hmm. I've got this agreement, but now I got to find people. I need to find my people that I feel like that's the difference. I'm right. going to start with this little bit and then I'm going to let you girls go in deeper. But I always say, because I'm coming from the reseller standpoint now, yeah. I kind of do reselling more consignment less. I am very specific with how many people I want. And I think if you're just stepping into it, if you're going to use the, they're going to give you, and I'll probably add some too. The girls are getting ready to give you some great ideas of how to get people to come in and how to do that. Mm -hmm. But you can just as specific as you are on your agreement about your split and what you're willing to take. You can also do that when you're putting it out there that you, I'm only starting with five or 10 or 20 or whatever it is and stick to your guns until you get that going. So that's one thing I always. Yeah. And I mean, the more, the less people you take, the more of a waiting list you have, the more of your backlog, people will learn to respect your time a little bit more. If you say, oh yeah, bring it over. And like you appear desperate for their items, which I don't think any consignment seller is desperate for anyone's <laughs> items. Uh, <laughs> people will get the wrong, it does send the wrong message. And we learned that the hard way in the store. It was one of the first lessons we learned, you know, oh yeah, bring it right in. And all of a sudden they're, they're running the show. And that was really a tragic mistake that we learned from. Yeah. It's that people want what they can't get kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And, but that's why I say with resellers also, I didn't go into detail. The reason I say that is because if you're a reseller first, you've already got a bunch of inventory that you're storing in your house. So to start adding consignment to it, that's why I say be more specific. I want to, I forgot to add that part. And that's why I think when you're just starting a consignment business and that's what you're starting, yeah, you want, you know, to figure out how to get people in. But if you're already a reseller and you've got stock that you're dealing with, start with a smaller amount. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, go ahead. More details, girls. <laughs> so I think it's actually, I think that when I first started, maybe that was the first pet per 
question people that didn't do consignment would ask was how how do you get so much inventory like how do you get your inventory like i don't understand like it's just going to come in yes it'll just come in once that ball starts rolling it, it's it's not going to stop and it's just i i'm every single consignment seller will tell you that same thing like it's just once you just start small that snowball is just going to keep rolling and keep building um but the problem, the real issue is with getting started is to be selective and have that agreement in the beginning and know your red flags and know what you want to avoid. So as much as you know what you want and to get those people, you also have to listen to your intuition. You have to really, um, you know, go with your gut. So And practice reading over your agreement with your significant other, your mother, your kids, stand in the mirror and read it to yourself. Because the first time you sit down with somebody to do that, you want to be, you want to own it when you say it. You want to come across as boss, B-I-T-C-H, sorry. <laughs> it's okay, you can swear, no big deal. <laughs> you want to be, you know, you want them to go, okay, you know, it's, they respect you more. If you come in there and go, well, I, I, I think I'm gonna, you know, go yeah. in there know what you're doing and do it and I think some some like hard ways like I'm not hard ways but actual ways to do it besides just you know our idea of tell everybody what you do because that really does work mm -hmm. but if you're looking for a specific way like how do I get people to know um I mean there are several ways if you want to advertise you certainly can if you want to put it in um, a Facebook group, or if you have the next door app and you want to put it out there. But again, I, I always recommend be very specific with the numbers. I'm looking for 10 consigners with items that will resell at 50 or more. So, you know, don't bring me your old Navy shorts because I'm not going to make enough off of those. But if I'm going to do consignment, I want to make sure I'm going to, you know, do high, if that's what you want to do, but put whatever you're expecting there and stick to it because, you put something out there like that, it's an easy way to get people to know what you do, but it also, it opens, that just kicks yeah. the hornet's nest and they all come swarming. Like but personal organizers, dry cleaners, organizers. Um, realtors, realtors, mm -hmm. uh, people that do estate cleanouts, mm -hmm. um, other resellers. There's some of my mm -hmm. biggest designers are actually other resellers. Um, so don't, you know, go to a meetup, talk about what you do. You'll be amazed. I never leave a meetup without a truck full of inventory. So, wow. Yeah. That's impressive. That's yeah. impressive. several of my, several of my clients sell on just Poshmark, but I sell on eBay and Mercari and Facebook. So they will keep what their niche is, but they love to pick and get extra stuff. So <laughs> they sell plus size clothing and shoes or whatever on Poshmark. And then they're bringing me all the other random stuff that they're getting that doesn't doesn't suit their closet, but they know that I can sell it somewhere else. Mm, that's a good way. I, I like all the different perspectives because I feel like I fall a little bit into what Molly was saying, where it's like, okay, I may only want five people that I want to consign for, but my average selling price has got to be at least $55, $60 a piece mm -hmm. to make it worth it for me because- this is a part-time thing for me. And that's what I enjoy selling. And it's what I already sell. And it's what I know. Um, right. And I feel like I, um, and I'm sure other people feel this way too, that are listening where it's like the idea of people just throwing bags of you of things of Target, Old Navy, all these loft, all these different brands gets very overwhelming. And it's like, 
okay, I don't want to turn people away because I want to start this side of my business or I want to, I want to start this period. I want to start consigning. This is what I want to do and open up a store or whatever it is. Um, but, and I need a lot of inventory, but like, I just, do I take it all? Do I, you know, and it's hard to kind of fix that all up in your brain and like, like put that down nicely and, and figure it out. I think if you have a good understanding of what your business model is, what you're willing to take and what's worth your time, mm -hmm. I think that makes such a big difference so that you don't feel so overwhelmed. You don't feel like you just have this pile of stuff right. and it just doesn't motivate you to do it. The whole purpose right. why you want to get into consignment was to have this other stream of income. But if you're not yeah. enjoying right. the things you're taking in, then I think you need to reevaluate with that. But what would give you joy then to list these things? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's the beauty of it. If you said, you know, oh, I'm just going to consign Beanie Babies, you put that out there, you're just going to get Beanie Babies or yeah. whatever it is. I'm yeah. just going to do, yeah. um, you know, items. The The number I hear a lot is $50 and up to recoup your um, your money is $50 and up. My business model is is way different than that. But um, I hear a lot of people that do it part-time um, that offer pickup after is, is $50 is the minimum they can, you know, mm -hmm. they can sustain. So. Yeah. I think there's lots of different ways to do it. Um, yeah, definitely. But the great thing is, is that you guys have resources and you have communities that you have created and you have content that you've created. And I think it just uh, actually three or four nights ago, I had like a playlist up of, of your videos and I was just listening to it as I was working. I was actually working my full-time job as I was listening and, um, <laughs> and don't tell my boss. And um, <laughs> it just got my brain going. And then I had a call with our, uh, with our Patreon group this week. And, you know, we were really talking about the things that have been happening in quarter one and, and all these things that we've been feeling in it and like meshing it all together in my brain. I was like light bulb, Daniela, you have an opportunity to do this like think it through and I like I think I could sustain it I think I could do it I just need to be really smart and the, and, and prepare myself for what that's actually going to look like in my business and the time that I want to spend on it um mm -hmm. and I have the luxury of being able to do that because yeah other yeah. people can't so you're the boss I mean, yeah. yeah. And the beauty of the, I mean, you set the parameters, but the beauty of it is when you have those consigners, they're also some customers, right? So if you're building a brand, uh, if that's what your mo business model looks like, you have built in customers, you have people that are invested in your business mm -hmm. when you have consigners. So, you know, if you can figure out a way to kind of market that and take advantage of that, you're getting a whole other, a whole other customer base. Yeah. Yes. Word some of, of our best shoppers are consigners and they love mm -hmm. to get store credit. They'll use their yes. money and say, can you just, I want to shop with what, what I earn. Mm -hmm. yeah. Love that. Yeah. I have one gentleman in 10 years, well, 10 plus years, he has never cashed out. He consigns once a month, probably for 10, 10 years. And uh, he has never once cashed out. He's always spent it in the store. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So, so how does this that work? That's kind of cool. How does that work John, if yeah. I want to shop the store? Like, do you have the item that are you like, is it the items that you have posted online and you're showing them or do you have it like separated somehow? How does that work? Um, it just depends. Like most people, we do most everything on eBay and Samantha is, is the same, I think, right? You yep. do almost everything on eBay or your website. Samantha has some pretty cool stuff going on locally though, too. So <laughs> she's got to talk about that. Um, 
Yeah. And they would just, you know, call or they can, we have an app for our business and they can, they can get on there and they can spend their store credit automatically. So nice. All right, Samantha, you got to tell me what these, these things are that you're doing locally. You can't not tell me now. (laughs) So we've already established, like to wiggle my way into things and just Mm -hmm. take things over. I like it. It's a great personality trait. Isn't it? About seven or eight years ago, there was a Facebook group that was 24 hour auctions. And it's just a regular buy and sell group, but it's, it's auctions. You just bid in the comments and nobody was understanding the concept. I live right on the Canadian Michigan border. Okay. And in, in Canada, Facebook auctions are a huge thing. They rarely have a regular buy and sell group. They're almost all auctions, whether they're 24, 48, two week, whatever they're auctions. Interesting. So it was a Canadian that started this one, but he was not getting it across to the people of how to do it. So I figured out how to do it, and I just used it as my own personal group. I was inviting lots of people. I was sharing the group everywhere. I was the only one posting things. And so I was having all these auctions and doing all these things. And then the guy eventually said, well, I'm not doing anything in here, and you have added 4,000 people, so do you just want the group? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'll just take it. Thank you very much. (laughs) Yes. So over the last seven or eight years, I have had this auction group, and when I get something that's not no not as desirable that I want to put online but I still know I can get a few dollars out of it I will put it in the auction group or I will do a lot of things if there's something that I really do not feel like selling or just I'm like dreading that thing and I'm like well we'll just lot it up and and see if it'll sell at auction and then also I do a six-month period so after six months if the item has not sold I do markdowns and stuff before then um, then I will take it out of inventory and I will put it up for auction, either individually or again in a lot. And yeah, so I do I do those local things like that. Hmm. Can you explain to me what an like I've never heard well, no lie, I did heard it on Lindy's Lindy Glenn's uh YouTube video that she recently posted that she does Facebook auction. I was like, what the hell is a Facebook auction? I've never I thought it was like an actual like auction like eBay. I, I didn't, I didn't realize... know what it was either until I got on Samantha's. I'm like, oh, Oh, yeah, this makes sense. Okay. So it's just a group and you post things and then what, PayPal, Venmo, whatever? Yeah, it's just like huh. if you were going to post it on your regular buy and sell group and say, hey, I have this for 15 bucks and someone messaged you and you give them their address. Only this one, whatever price you put on it is the starting bid. And then people go in the comments and they bid. We have a minimum of 50 cent increments so it doesn't get crazy with pennies yeah. and stuff. And um, yeah, so you, I, I just say like if I'm posting it at six eighteen p.m., I say ends six eight six eighteen p.m. on Saturday, which is twenty four hours later, and people comment, and you have there's timestamps and stuff on Facebook, so I can go in and see who the very last person that bid was, and mm-hmm. sometimes it gets close, sometimes people get angry, but it's okay, <laughs> it's okay, there'll be more auctions. <laughs> and then um, when it comes to shipping and all that, you're doing that outside of Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm the only one in the group that offers shipping and and my regulars know that I have people from Wisconsin that go in there, but for the most part, it is a local group. And so they just, they just say what part of town they're in or where they want to meet. And there's a lady that meets at Rite Aid three days a week and she, she has a complete reset. She does not realize it. And I keep telling her she's a reseller, but she just says she's retired and she has a lot of stuff. (laughs) <laughs> but she does retail arbitrage she will go and do all the clearance aisles and she she sells it all in this facebook group 
and she meets three times a week at Rite Aid parking lot, and she does all these shady deals, and she just says <laughs> she's, she's retired, reselling. So. She's <laughs> probably <laughs> outselling us all. Who I are know. we? Doing, right? She's doing great. <laughs> That's amazing. She's That's paying amazing. for three cruises a year. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. right. It just shows how many ways there are to sell. Like there's just endless possibilities and endless ways to acquire things and so many categories. There's just so many categories that you can go into. There's so much. And that's the beauty of it. There's something for everyone. There's There's a niche for everybody to go into and there's, that's why I love this. And I always, we talk about this as such a non compete business industry because there's room for everybody mm-hmm. and especially where consignment is concerned because very rarely are two consignment stores going to have the exact same, mm-hmm. um, you know, coach sandal in a size nine, you know, mm-hmm. like somebody can come in your store mm-hmm. looking for something specific. And the beautiful thing about it is if you don't have it, you can say, Oh, well here, I know these people that do consignment check with them, mm-hmm. Did that you know, change? because you it's not, it's just not a competitive industry. And I love it. I love yes. it. Yeah, I agree. I do want to bring up one thing and it's consignment or, or consigning versus thrift store and finding items yourself. And I want to know from each one of you, what do you prefer? Obviously I know consigning is a, is a big deal. We love consigning here, Yeah, but <laughs> And what are the, what are your pros and cons, I guess, for each one? Because at some, um, now Libby, did you ever go into stores and, and pick things or were you just always straight? I, auctions are my thing. My son okay. and I love to do auctions. That is our thing. That's our, uh, that's our fun time vacation stuff, right? Is okay. auctions. So yeah, I'll do that. Um, I do not like to shop. So consignment is great because it comes right to my door. I do drop off, like people just drop off and it's there. And that makes me happy because I don't have to go out and shop. Like going to the bins and all oh. that is not my thing at all. Um, so I love that. But I do, I do dearly love an auction. I do go thrifting with Molly and she shows me the ropes. So. <laughs> is, yeah, is there, I just think it's, I, I think it's interesting when people say they don't like to shop. Because I mm. love shopping and I don't understand it. <laughs> I, I'm with I you. Get I, it. I don't get it. I don't. It just makes I zero. I like grocery sense. shopping. I like all the shopping. Yes, yeah. so I, mean, I like, like shopping for list. other people. If you want me to Christmas shop for you, just give me the list of your credit <laughs> what do you card. Need me to do? And I will do it. Oh, it was awesome in the store, right? I'd be standing at the counter. I'd get all my Christmas shop. Like people would just bring the stuff. I'd be like, Oh yeah, this is for Emma. This is for Avery. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, this is great. And it's done. That was like the best for me. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't have to shop at all. So I mean, consigning yeah. makes sense for you. And but I mean, you mm-hmm. technically do shop doing online auctions, right? It's just a different way of shopping. Yeah. Yeah. Totally different way. Yeah. yeah. So, so Molly, we know you do so, both. Yes. Yeah, so Pros and cons and which one you like more. Um, well, I like I probably personally like to source more because Libya is my witness my adrenaline starts going I'm like sweating hair you have never seen anything (laughs) like this I was with her what a couple months ago and I'm like I've never seen you like we've worked out together I've never seen you sweat like this like (laughs) this is truly we're not even moving and she's 
Listen, I designed a consignment chats t-shirt that's in our eBay store that's got this image of this little pencil draw girl with her hair everywhere and it says sourcing hair, don't care. <laughs> that's true. It's up, I'm going. So um, but so that is a personal, like I just enjoy that. I love yeah. it. It just I it's when I don't go for a long time, which I'm on a hiatus right now, I've been told I can't go by my husband and the two girls here. Good job. I have so much unlisted inventory that I, I, I can't do it. So what I do now is I watch everybody's YouTube videos while they go source and I kind of live through their videos. So I'm like with, you know, my yeah. bags of money and I'm going with everybody, you know, homeschool picker. I, I'm following you wherever you're going. I'm in it. <laughs> So that gives me my fix right now, which was Samantha's beautiful idea. Well, just watch it while you're listing and that'll give you your like adrenaline pump. Mm -hmm. Um, And she says through clenched teeth. (laughs) Yeah, right. She's not so happy about this. We're actually on vacation right now for the weekend. And it's killing me that I'm not going to local good. Like I love to go to good different places and check out what they have. I've been told, no, I cannot do it. You need to follow um, the rules. So yes, so that's just like like this personal crazy side of me. Um, the benefits are it gives me my fix. I'm an addict. Um, the, that's like the pros, I guess. Um, the cons are, as I mentioned earlier, you're putting your personal money on the line. So you know, if it doesn't sell, that's money you've lost. Um, consignment. I, the other thing I like about it is if I'm not in the mood to deal with people, if I don't have consigners, I'm not dealing with the people. I just mm-hmm. go get what I want and I list it and mm. it's me. Um, but I also love the the side of consignment. And I think what I love about that, as we mentioned, it's stuff coming in that I'm not putting my money on the line for. Um, it gives me that personal contact because reselling full-time can be very lonely if you don't have your community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're blessed to have not only put together our own consignment chats community, but found our way into others, you know, reselling communities that give us that, but you know, it gives you people. I mean, Libby and I, our business, we do a live sale every Thursday night and they, all the people that come on their computers every Thursday night have become our family. And I would hate not having that part of consignment of them involved in our business. Some of my consigners here, come on, you know, it just, so you're getting that that way too. Um, Yeah. But then if you get real big and you don't put your parameters and you got to deal with some crazies, (laughs) that can be a con because they are out there. Oh, oh, they are. And they will find you. (laughs) So that's kind of how I feel about the yeah. The two. Yeah. I, I like what I'm doing now. I like to have the blended mm. part of it because I guess I get the kind of the best of all worlds by doing yeah. it this way for me personally. Yeah. 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 It's great to be able to do both and combine it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> Samantha, your turn. So I have, I mean, the money factor is, is a big factor. Um, I would love to go shopping every week. That sounds great. But that also takes money up front. And I took a huge pay cut cut to randomly leave the hospital with not all of my ducks in a row and um, was living a lifestyle that did not support 
quitting your job. Um, so I consignment definitely was, I had to ramp that up more. And shortly after the engine blew in my car and my husband had to have surgery and we had one thing happen after the other, but it was okay. I didn't have to go thrift more and put out more money. I just had to get more consigners and just tell them to drop more things off and, and do that kind of thing, which was very easy. Um, I had not taken any new consigners in years. So when I put the call out to people, they, they came, they came in herds. Um, <laughs> the other side of it is it's really easy for me to preach not to go thrift and source because it sucks here. Just straight up. We got nothing. I have a Goodwill and a Salvation Army and the next nearest thrift store is like a hundred miles away. Like, yeah. So, and I mean, our, our, the closest bins is like five hours away and it's not a good one. So the one I like is eight hours away. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think I need to move to where you are and then I'll be more controlled. <laughs> right? Everybody says bins. that I have, they say I have such stability and then I, I such control and I don't, I don't at all, but you don't have to tell anybody that though, Samantha, just go, well, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. So I love garage sales. We only have, I mean, it's mostly winter here all the time. Yeah, I was going to say so, it's been snowing nonstop there. Yeah, it's currently, we are currently under a weather advisory. We're having a huge snowstorm. So Ugh. we only have a couple months of yard sales, which I love garage sales and estate sales. But when you only have two months of them in the summertime, I'm yeah. probably 50% my own stuff and 50% consignment. I just slow down my appointments and what I take in. And then in the wintertime, as things, as my stock sells and I'm not sourcing anymore, I go up to 90, 95% consignment. So it's just, it ebbs and flows. And like I said, if something happens and I can't go out and source or spend the money, or if I get a little behind, like I did last summer, I could not source for all of August myself because I needed to catch up on some things. Yeah. So it can definitely go however your lifestyle is going. Do you miss that thrill of the hunt? Yes, but having to drive so far like if I wanted to right now take a thrifting weekend like we don't have flea markets mm. we don't have anything indoors I would have to drive three or four hours away to make a good like thrifting weekend yeah and that's a pain in the butt and then you're talking gas and you're talking hotels and you're talking <laughs> and it's and it's all that's just not worth off it the bottom me. line yeah. yeah when I'm feeling really low about it I just say man this summer is gonna be great and I keep putting that money away for my garage sales and I'm just gonna buy them all out and it's gonna be great <laughs> do any of it. you guys do online sourcing besides the auction but like actually hunt out specific items for your stores online whether that's on the reselling platforms that exist or on the uh, buy sell type groups on Facebook yeah, so oh, everyone's going at the same time. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an easy, I'm an easy. No, I don't. I have too much coming in. So, okay. Yeah. Fair. So Molly, Molly's just always sourcing, right? Like always. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I always have a be sourcing as her model. Always be sourcing. I think sourcing. we need an intervention, Molly. <laughs> We're trying. Well, I've had it. Daniela, <laughs> I think I've, we need I've, a further I've, intervention. I'm being controlled right now by my husband and two women that I can't force. Surprise! You thought we were recording today, yeah, right? With Richard Taylor. This is actually an intervention for you, Molly. Surprise! Oh man! Yeah, right. 
just kill oh, the man. mood. <laughs> um, so I have some local, well, one particular local um, consignment shop that's, I say local, what, 20 minutes away that I love. And they do a lot of, they're on a discount schedule with their items. And so their items go on discount on Monday. So Sunday night, they'll put on their Instagram stories or wherever they'll start putting up what's going 80% off. And I have bought several things that way where I'll just buy them and put local pickup instead of paying shipping. And then, you know, whenever I can oh, and they're drive. So nice. They're the nicest people. Aren't they nice? Yes. It's snob shop. And you would think the snob shop wouldn't be nice. And they are the nicest people. And they love it when we come because my husband and I will come in there some days and fill a box and go out with a big box of stuff. They're like, oh, they're here to get the clearance out. <laughs> and you get some amazing stuff from them. It's Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what I love about sourcing from other consignment businesses that do those deep discounts. And I have several that I do. One of them, I actually make a, a, a trip for and go to Florida and my husband and I call it a workation. Mm -hmm. And we go on a workation and we vacation and have fun and go out to dinner and do that. But then we also hit these yeah. four um, consignment shops that are have fantastic stuff. But the wonderful thing about sourcing that way, um, and I've done some of theirs I look at online and go to buy online um, because they'll post stuff on their things, but is it's already, they've already gone through it. It's already been looked at for stains and and holes and all that's been done. So now that that doesn't mean I don't have to be careful because people try things on the in the store and yeah. get lipstick on the collar or whatever. Um, but ninety eight percent of the time, I'm getting the good high end stuff, and it's already been gone through, and I just can get it and photograph it and put it up. At least yeah. that's the goal. Sometimes I get it and I get all excited when <laughs> I bring it home and it goes on the pile of all the other boxes. And <laughs> yeah, we and just recently had to go, we had to go through it all recently because we're in the middle of some ha house renos. And as we're opening the boxes, it was like Christmas. I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot. I, oh, I can't believe this isn't listed, you know. <laughs> you got to get excited about those money mountains. There you go. They yeah, are money, money mountains. mountains. I like that one. Yeah. That's that's a consignment chats term. We cannot call it death pile because it is not negative. No, yes. no. Money sitting there waiting mm -hmm. for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you gotta well, I have the whole mountain range going on at my house. <laughs> <laughs> Pass it on. We want it to go viral. <laughs> Anybody funny. that what wants if... to come help me, come on over. <laughs> what about you, Samantha? No, I don't do a lot of uh, sourcing online but my my Facebook auction group because those people only sell on Facebook they will post things that I a lot of times I'll message them I'm like Emily what are you doing why don't you sell on eBay and she's like well I sell little things and I'm like this turkey blow mold is amazing <laughs> and why are you only selling it for $20 you can get another 100 on top of that at least like come on and um that's either how I get consigners or I buy their things because I can't let it go for 20. That's ridiculous. No, it needs to go on eBay right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's I like good. That. I didn't know you did that. That is, smart. that is smart. I mean, she likes to weasel her way into things, remember? So this is how she weasels her way into inventory. <laughs> yeah, she does. She gets right up in there. <laughs> 
Um, okay. So before we wrap up, I want to highlight everything that you guys do. I want you guys to give our listeners a rundown of what you offer. Um, they have a YouTube channel, so you can go to the YouTube channel. They also have a Spotify. And it, is it the same content on both YouTube and Spotify? Uh, we have extra. So our podcast, um, some of it's the same as on YouTube, but there's extra content, tutorials, uh, things on YouTube that you will not see on podcast. Or so you need to subscribe yeah. to both. Yes. Subscribe yes. to both. Yes. Subscribe to both. Make sure you do that. You guys also have a Patreon. What do you guys offer on the Patreon for your members? Oh, we're getting excited oh, here. Samantha, Talk about you it. You do it. Go, Samantha. Yes. So I'm kind of taking over the Patreon because that's what I do. <laughs> and we've established I, this. <laughs> I crack the whip on people and keeping them accountable, or at least I try to. Yeah. And so we are making it more of a mastermind accountability type group. And we can meet, we're going to meet monthly or weekly or however often anybody wants to meet we will make it work and we will keep people accountable and we also keep ourselves accountable in there we also Mm -hmm. set our own goals Mm -hmm. and do it right alongside everybody else and just have chats about anything anybody wants to talk about yeah love that yeah we just keep it private we can share numbers in there or you know different things we're struggling with and we know it just stays like in that mastermind group and work through stuff that you know, we don't want to necessarily put out on Facebook. Yes. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's a good group. It's a great group, actually. We have that. Yeah. We also are on, you know, all the social media platforms, but we have our favorite place. Our most loved place is our private community on Facebook. um, Consignment Chat's private community. And that's where we do a lot of um, fun challenges and just supporting each other. People will pop questions in there and we have really created a very supportive, um, loving group of business owners that want to help each other grow. Mm-hmm. So it's, that's our baby, I think, more than just about yeah. anything. Yeah, it definitely is. And uh, Molly does some fun, well, now we all do them, uh, list of Palooza's. Molly invented the list of Palooza. And uh, I think we'll be doing one probably once a quarter going forward I think is what we kind of committed to (laughs) but uh it's just real like a fun you know couple days where we all just challenge each other and give tips and tricks and just get things rolling so as many listings up as you are able to do yeah so many great things and and for such like a a necessary little niche that needs that this community to kind of keep building and, and grow. And the only way that we learn is from each other. And I think it's great to have these resources in place for an aspect of reselling that I think intimidates a lot of people, um, including yeah. myself. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, a lot of people in our community are resellers, but we just want to like, they don't do consignment, right? but we do like, just make sure that they're ready. You know, when that neighbor comes to you and says, you can say, no, I don't do this. Or yes, and here are my terms. And so a lot of people maybe will never do consignment and that's okay, but they're ready when that comes to them. So, because what do we say, ladies, the last thing you want to do is leave money on the table. Yeah, I mean, what if somebody (laughs) walks in with that Louie and she's sitting there sparkling and pretty and ready and you don't have any idea where to go with that. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. Mm Mm-hmm. I need that Louie. I need that money. <laughs> I just picture 
picture it with the with the certificate of authenticity kind of sparkling propped up next to it. Right. Yeah, that's perfect. And then there's that background music that goes, oh, yeah, you hear like angelic music in the background. <laughs> Well, this was so much fun. Thank you for sitting down and chatting with me and talking about consignment and helping me and our listeners figure out, you know, what consignment really means and how it can really play a part into our business. I think it's important to always keep your options open, especially in um, the world we live in today. We just don't know what direction anything's going to go in. It's it's all a mystery. We don't know. Mm -hmm. People (laughs) always want to sell their things. That is true. That is true. We're good there. That part's not going away. (laughs) That's not going to go away. Yeah. We're here to help, Daniela. So you just... Ask away if you step into that world. We are well. I'm gonna to download the sample, and everyone else do this too. They have um on their Instagram page. If you click on the links, there's a sample agreement on there. Click on that. You can you, you put your email in right, and you'll get mm-hmm. what that sample agreement is, yep. and at least take a look at it. Um, you don't ever have to do anything with it, but I think just having it downloaded on your computer, you can kind of reference it, and maybe if someone ever you know asks you a question, you kind of know what you can say to people and. And just just go from there. But these ladies are great. They're always open. Their DMs are always open. You can always message them. And they put out good content. They're fun to watch and listen to. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Same about y'all. Y'all are fun to listen to. Yeah. We love when podcasts come together. That's the thing. Reseller podcasts, we're not competitive. We're really not. We all love each other. We do. We'll oh talk gosh. about it's different like, things. How do you have so much time to listen to it all? There's so many good ones too, right? No, and I keep <laughs> learning so many about people all out there these doing different such cool things. Yes, and I keep learning about all these different people that do like freight and like all these crazy buyouts. I'm like, I don't even understand this realm of reselling. It's fascinating yeah. to me. <laughs> it really is. It I stay really in my is. little clothing and shoe niche and niche, and it like. And that's all I know. I need to learn about all the other stuff too. <laughs> Just wait till wait, I start getting on storage set. wars oh. and start buying out storage. <laughs> you don't need any more inventory. <laughs> right. Yes. It's a good thing you live so far away from her, Samantha. <laughs> oh, I would be in your house. <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay, everyone. Daniela, thank you so much for of having course. us. Of course. Thank, thank you, you so for coming much. on. Thank you so much for coming on. And everyone, all their information will be in the show notes. You can click on all the links and make sure you subscribe. YouTube, Spotify. Don't forget, you need to do that after you're done listening to this. All right, everyone. Jen and I will be back (laughs) next week to chat with all of you. Bye.